And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. podcast on the athletic network it's wednesday february 7th 2024 i'm jay skeets here in the classic factory and alongside me as always tass mellis podcast listeners this is for you next to him it's the bearded one with top shot hot boy trey kirby hey yo hey yo and uh, over yonder making the magic happen today back in the studio it's eshua kid how y'all doing what's up oh, esh we also have jd and jerome up in this mother all hands on deck for a very busy NBA trade deadline week. No, we we're can't gonna... miss this Tyus Jones trade, Skeets. Yes. It's not going to be big. Crickets right now. We're going to be learning that football song with a plastic bag, I think. <laughs> I think that's what we'll be doing. Uh, we got lots to talk about, though, last night's games. We'll look at some other names that we haven't talked a whole lot about when it comes to the trade deadline. We've done a lot, obviously, on like your DeRozans and your Carusos and your DeJounte Murrays. There are other guys that we can talk about. We'll do that later. But we had another wedgie last night. Wedgie number 31, and it was an emphatic block wedgie from Jalen Smith, who is just going to stuff this dunk attempt into the wedgie position. Oh, come on. Let it breathe a little bit longer than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, nice stuff. I, I said here yesterday... I would love, I would love 33 to 35 before the All-Star break and got another one last night. Maybe we'll get there, Tess. And that was a super quick one. Block. Just, just a beautiful thing. Just no a beautiful wasted. thing. None. Love a defensive wedgie. Block wedgie there. Uh, all right, let's get to drafting last night's games. We have a bunch of All-Star news again, so we're going to just do one round. A game that jumped out to you from last night, one you want to touch on because of a performance, because of the ending, whatever you want, Tass. You have the number one pick. What game are you drafting from last night? I'm going to start with the Rockets and the Pacers because Jalen Green was a guy that was talked about in possible trades. We'll get to a lot of those. We'll get to a lot of guys just growing a little bit. But the Pacers also growing a little bit. Tyrese Halliburton hasn't been playing a ton of minutes since his hamstring injury. He's been playing about 20 minutes per game. This one, it got up. It got up to 29. He played the fourth quarter and started the game, which hasn't happened since he came back. They've they've really been watching it, so it hasn't really grown with Pascal Siakam. Uh, But this one looked great. Halliburton needed to be there at the end to clinch this one. This guy is ready for the All-Star game. With a beautiful shot and then talking trash to Dylan Brooks. This guy is ready at home here in front of his Pacers fans to, to clinch it. Uh, and just on Pascal Siakam, how those two guys are working together a little bit. Pascal is quietly doing his thing. He doesn't have to be the number one guy on this team. Just efficient. AF. Uh, That's what he does. 29, a lot, 11 of a 16. And this team played defense for... One quarter, as they do. That's all they needed to do against right. the Houston Rockets. Because going to Jalen Green's performance, man, that looked great. He didn't have Fred Van Vliet in this game. So he looked like Fred Van Vliet. He took over. He was running that snake pick and roll with Shen Goon. That's exactly what he, what Fred Van Vliet does. He's hitting those pull-up threes, going all the way to the hoop. Threw down that ridiculous alley-oop from oh, Cam Whitmore. Oh, yep. my goodness. That was great. And just on this Rockets team, because I, I don't know what they're going to do here, but Cam Whitmore is alive. Uh, he's, he's in the rotation as, as a rook. Jalen Green, obviously, looking fantastic. Jabari Smith at the four. No one talks about that guy, but he's got a post game. Can shoot the threes. Had 20 in this game. Shangun had 20 in this game. Dylan Brooks had 20 in this game. It was just fun all the way up and down the roster. It's it's so interesting with Jalen Green because people say, oh, he's not good enough. Let's trade him. And obviously, he's not good enough to be a, a lead point guard. And they went and got Fred Van Vliet. And sign him to two years guaranteed and then a team option for the third one. So maybe he'll just be 
the teacher for two years and then gone. It's mm-hmm. it's a good contract, uh, and we'll see what Jalen Green does. But I doubt they're trading him. Anyways, it's just fun. And that was just super duper fun. What can you take from it? The Pacers. They got to play together. Uh, Halliburton has to play with Siakam a little bit more, but just fun, fun down the stretch here. Any takeaways from the Pacers' 132-129 victory? Yeah, Siakam isn't the number one guy for the Pacers, but the thing is, is that on certain possessions, he can be the number one guy, and that actually gives him a little bit of variety. You saw so many times uh, against the Rockets where he was just attacking mismatches in the post and giving them something in the half-court offense that's not just a screen and roll. So I like... Uh, I like that alongside Halliburton. He's been really good. I think Siakam's shooting, what, 57% so far, yeah. uh, plus 43% from three since joining the Pacers. He's getting the easiest looks he's ever gotten, uh, yeah. at least um, at least post-Kawhi. And then on the other side, yeah, you mentioned Cam Whitmore. He's good. Amen Thompson is coming along, man. Mm-hmm. 13 points, 13 boards last night. Seven were offensive rebounds. He had six assists. He had three blocks. They've got, like, three of the most athletic dudes in the league yeah. all on their team. Jalen Green is one of them. The question marks with him are obviously decision-making, and his contract is coming up pretty soon. So are they going to pay all of these guys? It's going to be tough. Uh, but he played really well last night. And then Whitmore did not have a good game. Nine points, four of 11 shooting. But he's been really good since he's entered the rotation for them. Getting him low in the first round, what a steal. Because that guy looks like one of the best athletes in the league, too. He is so strong and so explosive. Yeah, that's why this game was just fun to watch a lot of athletes on both sides just running up and down the Pacers turn this around in the transition game they're just so good at it they are horses they want to run and they don't have to play defense for four quarters because they're going to outscore you most of the time. Yeah, I think when we do these uh, drafting the most entertaining games from last night, the Pacers come up a lot when we do this segment because they're close games, they're high-scoring games, you know, they're either cracking 140 or the other team is as well. This one, uh, you know, low-scoring at 132-129, but uh, it is fun, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's nice to see Halliburton and Siakam get a little bit more time out there, and they're going to be trying to catch some of the teams ahead of them here uh, in the Eastern Conference. Conference and you know are going to be a very very difficult out no matter the matchup uh, whoever they get there in a first round playoff series it's going to be entertaining uh, nonetheless TK what's your pick your game from last night game of the night Kobe White rallies the Bulls huge win in Chicago Bulls got down 23 early in the third quarter here came back and actually pulled off the win I'm not going to lie they had us in the first half and I thought it was going to be a fake comeback in the fourth quarter just like it was for the Bulls when they got down 28 against the Kings got it back to three and ended up losing but somehow this ended up being a a real comeback victory for Chicago maybe their best win of the season I would have to say I don't know where to start with the Bulls Kobe White injury replacement snub game tail of two halves for him he had three points in the first half was completely taken out of the game by the length the Timberwolves were throwing at him but figured it out in the second half in OT 30 points in the last 29 minutes 10 of 14 from the field, seven threes. He was hunting down Carl Anthony Towns and Kyle Anderson, just taking turns. He had one really deep three skeets. You're going to love this. Stacey King said, a deep three from Lombard. Yeah. How's the weather? <laughs> Cold, I'm sure. Uh, then in the fourth quarter, or in overtime, it was DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Like, uh, Kobe White carried in the fourth quarter 21 points, but 10 points for DeRozan. He also had an assist uh, to Andre Drummond that he celebrated, of course. DeRozan outscored Minnesota by himself in overtime. Or it could be the big boys that won it for Chicago. Vucevic, 24 points, 4 blocks. Andre Drummond, 16 points, 16 rebounds, 4 blocks, 8 celebrations. He <laughs> did the too small multiple times. He raised the roof multiple times. And then he was feeling it so much in the overtime period. He hit Rudy Gobert with the big balls oh, after boy. hitting the hook over him. So a worthwhile fine for him. And if this guy gets traded this week, which it seems likely... I'm going to miss that gentleman. <laughs> he is so much fun to watch, yeah. and he seems beloved on every team he goes to. Uh, so it felt like the perfect send-off for him, the perfect send-off for this era of the Bulls, if I'm being quite honest. I bet they'll run it back, but, <laughs> but it felt like a nice way to end things. As for the Timberwolves, I don't know where to start with them either. Was it the offense or the defense that lost it for Minnesota? They got outscored after the first half, 82-54. to 54. On defense, it was... Cat and Anderson being hunted time and time again. And then on offense, it was Gobert, Anderson, and McDaniels just getting in the way, Mm -hmm. really. And it was very tough 
for the Timberwolves to generate any sort of good looks offensively. They're 11-9 and nine in 2024. They may have more blown leads than this, but I just went back and looked at the fourth quarter scores. They've definitely blown leads against the Thunder, Hornets, Spurs, Magic, and now the Bulls. Yep. I saw Timberwolves fans saying seven of their eight blown losses have come in the month of January and February. Anthony Edwards told John Krasinski after the game, that's the theme of our team, blowing leads. Theme of the year. We can't keep leads. We'll figure it out. It's still early. They do have time. Yeah. They've got 30 games, basically, until they get to the playoffs. But you don't want blowing leads to be the theme of your team. <laughs> no. Yeah, they struggle in fourth quarters. It, it really is. If you go look the look at the numbers, they, they struggle offensively a lot. I mean, they're 18th offensively, you'd think, being so damn good that they'd rank higher. But yeah. their fourth quarter numbers are non-efficient, and they turned it over, and it's somewhere where they just get a little bit stagnant. Over and over and over again. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. It's something that they ha- they had a serious film session about where they all broke it down. Corliss Williamson, assistant coach, he got angry. Uh, John Krasinski has got a great breakdown of that film session on The Athletic where everybody was just yapping about what we have to do in the fourth quarter to get everybody involved. So it, it's offensive, I, I think it is. Uh, it, just the way they finish games changes and obviously teams don't have to guard guard Rudy as close and they're getting out to their guys that handle the ball a lot uh, over and over and Kyle Anderson why 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 do you have a technical foul here from the bench a technical Mm -hmm. foul you don't see that very (laughs) that was that was a weird yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) but honestly that's a Timberwolves thing they complain about the officials all the time it was even more exacerbated in this game because Tony Brothers had an Achilles injury so there was like only two referees out there yeah they had a lot of controversial calls some of them went the Bulls' way. I don't think Kyle Anderson should have got t- teed up for that one, but he's been brutal this season. That just happened to be off the court that it happened. It's cool the Bulls had two huge guys, and they start Vooch and Drummond against this team. That's the perfect perfect twosome to yeah, start against. Yeah, the and they Gobert were awesome. Towns. They were great. I mean, Towns was good. Like He hit a bunch of threes in this game, but Drummond absolutely outplayed uh, Rudy Gobert. I think he outplayed both of them. Towns was hitting threes. He yeah. took two shots in the lane in the second half. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, settling outside. Well, he I mean, was completely look, settling. Yeah, he's yeah. going against two giant dudes and doesn't want to operate. Yeah, there. exactly. And there's three of them hanging out there. Yeah. McDaniel's guy is hanging out in the lane as well. If Kyle Anderson's in, his guy's hanging out in the lane as well. They got to play Nas Reed more in the fourth quarters. Mm. He's good. And he is aggressive. He drives. He spaces the floor. The problem then is that the defense falls off. So it's it's tough for Minnesota to figure out the perfect personnel in the fourth quarters because offense gets real clunky for them. Yeah. Yep. Kyle can't hit threes. The guy's having a terrible uh, year shooting the threes. They don't want to play bigs. They may be going to go get old Tyus Jones, just somebody who can just stroke it yeah. uh, in fourth quarters. Well, let's stick with the uh, all-star snubs theme here for my final game. You had Siakam. You know, playing incredible basketball this year. You could look at him as an all-star snub. Kobe White, you already said. TK, definitely deserving. How about Larry Markkinen? Scored 33, leading the Jazz to the 124-117 win over OKC. The, the Jazz were fresh off a wild comeback versus the Bucks. They do it again. They locked in defensively, threw a little zone out there at OKC, and they held the Thunder scoreless over five-minute stretch in the second half, and then big buckets from rookie Keontae George, Lowry Markkinen hit some clutch shots down the stretch, and they went back-to-back games here. John Collins, really good game, 22-9, and but it was Utah's defense, I thought, that just got them back in this game. There was like another, there was like a three-point barrage from OKC about midway through the third, and then Jazz coach Will Hardy, he went with a lineup that he rarely uses. He went George, Chris Dunn, Clarkson, Markkinen, and Kessler. So you've got Dunn and Kessler there. They're the two best defenders on the team. And the stops started to come, and they got right back in this game at the end of the third quarter. I think they went on a 14-0 run, took the lead going into the fourth, and then held on. But, man, Chris Dunn, I saw Hollinger tweeting it this morning. He absolutely needs to be in consideration for an all-defensive team. Dare I say he flirted with the 5x5? I don't know. Maybe a stretch, but 8 points, 5 assists, 4 steals, 3 blocks, 3 rebounds. So filling up the box score there, he could have a 5x5 in him at one point. But, man, him and Kessler... The defense on OKC was uh, pretty impressive, and it was another good win. They scored, they outscored the Thunder sixty to thirty-six in the paint. Oh baby, yeah, like the Thunder were hitting threes. I think they hit nineteen uh, in the game, but second chance points and just dominating inside made it a little easier. And again, like Larry Markkinen, you know, there wasn't much of a stink that he was snubbed for the All Star game, but man, the stretch this guy has been on. If you threw away the first part of the season, elite numbers and probably deserving to be there if we. 
happen to get maybe an injury replacement in the Western Conference, he'll probably be on the short list. But all three of those guys, Siakam, Kobe White, and Markin, great games last night. Absolutely. He was on your Western Conference All-Stars picks, right? Yeah, yeah he yeah, was. He was in TKs. Was. So yeah. sure. The guy is efficient. He's extremely efficient. This, these Will Hardy teams go so deep and they stay so fresh that they can run you into possession after possession after possession. And you know to to compound, to extend on your, your, your snubs that played well, your guards that are just playing above their heads. And Kobe White, obviously, incredible. Jalen Green. Keontae George is a rook here who he is he's, he sometimes shoots a little too much like Jalen Green, like just, just flying into three-point shots. Why are you doing that? But I think he's just a guy that they are going to rely on, and they have so many guys that they could trade. They're not trading Keontae George, but even Simone Fontecchio is playing really well. What do we got here on the clock? Uh, 28. Oh, yeah. Danny, you got to be making a trade. All these guys that Will Hardy throws out there, and they were in the same position last year, and they decided, okay, we got to take away from some of our rotation. That's why they fell off from 500 afterwards. The same thing will probably happen, but there's just so many freaking guys on this team that you can trade away some of those guards like Sexton. Uh, Clarkson for sure yeah, yeah. Um, because you know that you're going to be relying on Keontae George one day. Yeah, they, uh, they've they improved now to 500, the Utah Jazz at 26 and 26 and really good home record and again, really good win. So we had the Wolves and the Thunder both losing there, two of the top teams in the Western Conference. We have a four-way tie basically at the top of the West right now. Uh, you know, there's a small win percentage difference there, but when you look at the games back you're getting a bunch of dashes for the top four teams because it's a a log jam, which is uh, really fun for the number one seed. Uh, anything else just from last night's games that you wanted to slip in, you couldn't let us pass pass up? Bucks lost again. Yeah. Short, <laughs> some, short some guys, but Suns Short some guys, but unfortunately lost another guy in Chris Middleton. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal, I thought, was really good uh, in this game. Maybe he should just be like Rip Hamilton and always wear the mask. Mm. Haven't seen a guy just decide to be a mask guy uh, in a while. Kevin Durant had a humongous dunk in this one as well. So uh, a nice win, I thought, for the Suns and the Bucks. Man, they gotta they gotta get their guys healthy, and they gotta win some games. <laughs> like Drock Rivers is what one and four to start here. Something like that. But he'll probably pick up a dub in the All Star game. <laughs> and then who else? We got Luka Doncic wearing a mask as well. Him and Kyrie Irving, when they play together, they're good. Uh, I saw there was some controversy with a. a a Nets fan asking Kyrie, why didn't you play like this when, when you were here? Mm-hmm. He did play like this when he was there. <laughs> Just, Half the games yeah. and then all NBA when he was playing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that said, I don't remember him throwing down an alley-oop like he did last nice. night. Holy that was crap. Nice. Did, you don't see Kyrie get up like that. No, that was beautiful. Uh, on that play. But yeah, very funny with the whole um, Luca mask and then it was off and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Didn't fit all that well. And there was that weird clip. Trey, can you explain it? What Luca was doing pregame nope. <laughs> with God Sham God, I believe. It was absolutely God Sham God. He's shooting threes from the corner. He's a right-handed shooter. He's right-handed. He's shooting. He's shooting. <laughs> you can see his. Re- you can see his release. But then God Sham God is grabbing his left arm and holding his left arm up as if it's releasing a three-pointer as well. So he's like, Yeah. I don't know why. Mm. Is he trying to learn a new way to draw fouls? Like, is this the new, <laughs> the new kick out? That one's getting legislated out of the game, so wow. you gotta do something to keep your arm up there. I have no idea. Maybe he's learning to shoot left-handed, and eventually the ball will move over there. Whoa, that's that part. Yeah, I man. couldn't think of anything that really made sense. Yeah, why you, gotta, you yeah. have a theory at all on this one? No, just that he was shooting through a physical hit. I guess, like, but it wasn't or, like a hit because, like Trey saying, why, he would, they, he would shoot, get a foul call. and then he would put up his left hand. Yeah, and then he would hold it like to follow through, like as if he was putting his left hand in the cookie jar. Yeah, I don't know. I was just looking at Luca's mask most of the time. Yeah, that was I great. mean, he doesn't even look like Luca. That mask. <laughs> I was like, who is that guy? Oh yeah. But I don't know. I, get, yeah, I, got, I don't know. Okay, we'll figure it I out. I'm sure, God, I'm sure God Shame God knows. Yeah, Somebody ask him. It's got to be a reason. And uh, yeah, I'm sure one of our guys at the Athletic will be on it. Uh, all right. Well, let's move to some All Star news. We had Hawks guard Trey Young and Raptors forward Scotty Barnes being named by NBA Commissioner Adam Silver as injury replacements on the Eastern Conference team for the 2024 NBA All Star Game. These two guys, Trey Young and Barnes, are replacing Joel Embiid and Julius Randle. Trey Young, no-brainer. Scotty Parnes, a little bit more of a surprise when you consider the Raptors' record. He's obviously got incredible numbers, 28-6. and He's got defensive numbers as well. It's basically, it's like the numbers he's put up this season, like only Giannis has really done across the board. But yeah, Raptors are 17-33. and So that one 
maybe has some people mm-hmm. going, what, Scotty Barnes over some of these other guys, be it Celtics player, be, be it Kobe White. Other talent in the East. Sure. Yeah. But shut the Barnes door. This guy is <laughs> damn good. Year three for him. Yeah. And how he's grown from that that hiatus in that year, too. He, he, it was a confusion there in Raptors land, for sure, what he was growing into. But 28 boards, six assists. He's a three-point shooter now. That is clear. And the defense is there. So, yes, maybe a, uh, to me it's the Chris Epps Porzingis left off that, that – stands out to me okay. but the, I, I hate going to numbers but Barnes has played 50 games Porzingis has played 36 I heard the best ability is availability <laughs> that's a bunch of crap uh, but anyways the, I think the Porzingis 36 is something that's kind of important I mean it's fine to leave them off they already have two um, but yeah Trey and Barnes uh, are fitting Trey was second in voting yeah. for fans yeah. at the guard spot Fans deserve their guy that they want. I think that's totally fine for a guy who's eighth in scoring, second in assists. He's pretty damn good. Yeah, averaging 27 and 11, one and a half steals. Not like the Hawks are lighting it up either. They have a better record than the Raps. But both these guys on losing teams, and that's what has some people rolling their eyes. I did some homework, TK, because on the uh, Rising Stars draft, we were on playback, and we'll get to that in a second. You threw out the idea because we learned that Scotty Barnes was an all-star. You're like... Is that's got to be you know an all star on one of the worst teams in a long time, and it's tough to find out. But a couple I did locate here where guys that were selected to an all star game were on a bad bad team and not starters. Like remove that part. We're talking about reserves here. Joe Dumars was selected as a reserve in the ninety four ninety five season. Detroit was seventeen and twenty nine at the all star break. A lot of people think he got sort of the Grant Hill sort of bump. And Dumars was a previous All-Star, so there was respect, but they were not good. And then the other one, I think this one's pretty good. Chris Kamen was an injury replacement for Brandon Roy. <laughs> That's a good one. In 2009-2010, so the 2010 game. Kamen's, Kamen's counting stats were decent. I mean, he was like 18 and a half, nine boards. Clippers were 21 and 31 at the All-Star break, so maybe a little bit worse before, uh, you know, when, or when he was selected. So those are two that I could find: Joe Dumars, Chris Kamen, and I guess now Scotty Barnes uh, on sort of bad teams. Yes, yeah. and the Raptors are a very bad team. Yes. Two and 12 in their last 14. 15 of their wins came with Pascal Siakam in the lineup, yeah. and the Raptors lose Scotty Barnes's minutes over the whole of the season. But he has the ball a lot, so his counting stats are very good. I can see that Cavs fans are starting to really hate this guy though, because they think he stole Evan Mobley's Rookie of the Year award, and now they think he stole Jarrett Allen's right. injury replacement spot. But, man, that's actually kind of crazy to hear. In the past 30 years, he's on the worst team that an All-Star has been selected from? I mean, I think he's on one of the worst teams, yeah, when it comes to reserves. Again, it's not easy to find out this information. Maybe Schumann's better at it. He knows how to really dig into those uh, into those uh, stats, but yeah. It's it's pretty wild, but again, I mean, like Trey Young, like the Hawks. What are they? They're not much better. <laughs> it's uh, it's won, a little depressing. They won four in a row for a second. Yeah, they did. They did. They're feeling better. Uh, well, we might have another injury replacement. Hopefully not. Uh, Jalen Brunson left last night's game after falling to the court in pain, the result of a right ankle that bent on a drive and sent him to the locker room for good. Positive news. Um, he wasn't spotted leaving the arena in a boot or on crutches. Or like a pronounced limp. I read that he was walking gingerly. So, <laughs> hopefully, Jalen Brunson is going to be playing in the All-Star game. Well-deserved, but, you know, I, I guess well, there's still a few games left here before we have next week's break where, you know, guys in the West or the East could get injured, which is why we don't need to expand the rosters because we have so many injury replacements as it is, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's nails. He plays hard. He plays through injuries. Yeah. He, he got injured earlier this season, keeps playing. He plays for Tibbs, who plays him a lot of minutes. So my concern isn't necessarily just about this injury, but just overall, the minutes are going to add up as the season goes along. Plus, he's got to play in the All-Star game. So I just want to see him healthy in the playoffs, really, is all I'm concerned about, because it does add up at some point. Well, if he, uh, if he can't go in the All-Star game or even the three-point contest, Dante DiVincenzo needs to take his spot, at least in the three-point contest. Oh, My God, this guy on, is on Come fire. on, man. <laughs> it's on. a joke, man. Come on. We'll get, get Kobe, Kobe White there. Relax. Kobe White needs to be there. Holy Kobe moly. White needs to be there. That's how depressing this season is for us. We're, like, praying for all-star My selections. good right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to trade half of it, but yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, you hope you are. I mean, yours did. I know. Exactly. exactly. I'm, I'm excited watching my team play games that matter. <laughs> 
I can't wait to see them in a 7-8 matchup. It's going to be great. Uh, it looks like the field for the NBA Slam Dunk Contest has been set. The four expected contestants for this year's event are defending champion Mac McClung. Hopefully Celtics all-star Jalen Brown. Heat rookie Jaime Jaquez Jr. And Knicks rookie Jacob Toppin. Not Obi Toppin. His brother Jacob, <laughs> brother Jacob. <laughs> uh, Shams was, uh, you know, tweeting this yesterday. Likely dunk contest participants. I think we find out officially tomorrow night uh, on TNT. What do we think, TK? What are your uh, your, your takeaways from these four? If these are the four, Kobe White's got to be in there. <laughs> Kobe White's Kobe White. Honestly, again. put Kobe White in this. Yeah, I'm fine with that. He's played a lot more than Matt McClung has this season. <laughs> And Jacob Toppin. I know he's got more NBA dunks than either of those guys this yep, year. Yep. Uh, four NBA minutes so far for for uh, Jacob, Jacob Toppin, <laughs> which is more than Mac McClung. But he deserves to be there uh, des- de- defending his title. It seems like we may have an all-star in the mix. That's great. So I hope he wins. And then Jaime Hawkins. I think he's just going to become a known guy. He's in all these commercials with Jimmy Butler. He's going to be at the dunk contest. My expectations are low, but they were last year and ex- exceeded expectations. True, true. That's right. Have low expectations. <laughs> I, I think that's the thing going into every single dunk contest. Yeah. That's the unfortunate part. Obviously, the names aren't all that sexy. With Obi Toppin on it. Or Obi, it's easy to call him Obi. Jacob oh, Toppin, oh, yeah. he's on a two-way contract. And Mac McClung, a G League player. So you have those two guys as names here, along with Jaime Jaquez, who's a little surprising that he's in there. Um just hope it's a good one, but just lower the expectations. Or, frankly, the other part is it'd be nice to have all-stars in there. This is an all-star weekend. Just have all-stars in the slam dunk contest. Then your expectations are lowered. Like, let's say there's 24 names in the all-star game. So whoever goes in there, even if they're not incredible dunkers, like Kawhi can go in there. Will he? <laughs> no. But just somebody. So the expectations are just slightly lower. Mm. That's all. That's well, all. Here's what I know. We got to stop calling it the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. We're gonna have to drop the NBA soon because half of the guys are not really NBA guys, and that's fine. Okay, just call it the Dunk Contest, I guess. But uh, it seems to be where we're going. You know, there's no doubt they asked a bunch of other guys, right? They ask, they ask all your all stars and all your superstars and your high flyers, and 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 for whatever reason. Outside of Jalen Brown, I guess, and kudos to him. Uh, everybody's like, I, I don't want to do it. I either don't have the dunks, or I don't want to make a fool of myself, or I want my break, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, low expectations <laughs> once again, and hopefully we only need two. We need McClung. You assume McClung's going to bring it. Yeah, I wouldn't know oh, why yeah. not. And then we need either a Brown or a Hawkes Jr. or a Toppin, too, Toppin. To, to bring it. We just need two to put on a show. That's all you need in a dunk contest. That's right. Toppin <laughs> is at the Toppin of my list because he did win it as a member of the Kentucky Wildcats a couple years ago. He can dunk. That's, where he, that's where, he, where he went to college. His brother obviously won one a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Obi Toppin did win the dunk contest. It wasn't one that's all that memorable. No. That's for sure. So I assume he's uh, going to be throwing a manoop? He's, it's going to be. It's they got to do something. Yeah. yeah. You would think so. Mm-hmm. Toppin to Toppin? Toppin on he Toppin? goes between the legs? That was like Obi Toppin's signature. Yeah. And he did that first Kentucky slam dunk contest that he won. <laughs> he went the through the legs and threw it <laughs> off the glass. It looked cool. Uh, but yeah, the expectations are just lower. It'd just be nice to say, hey. You're going All Star Weekend. You got to be in the dunk contest. I know it's it's not. I think mandatory. I think they should absolutely make it mandatory with, um, uh, you know, sophomores like rookies and sophomores. I think it absolutely should be for a lot of these guys. It's getting younger and younger and younger. All three of these guys are you know basically rookies, um, extremely young guys. Jalen Brown is the biggest name. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah again, time, and yeah. like it's not official. Official, like I'm, I'm a little terrified he's gonna I know, pull out. I, know. I didn't like seeing likely on there. I know, I know, but and we'll find out Thursday night. Uh, okay, two years back, the Rising Stars game adopted a new format, playing a single elimination tourney between four teams drafted by NBA legends. We're doing that again. Yesterday, our three coaches, Pau Gasol, Tamika Catchings, and Jalen Rose, they took turns selecting in a snake draft format from a player pool of rookies and sophomores. Uh, here's a look at the results. I believe we have the board here. Now, again, these are just Team Pau, Team Tamika, and Team Jalen. Wemby going number one, Paolo going two, and then Czech going three. Jalen Rose went back-to-back Thunder players there on the turn. He went Holmgren and then J-Dub. Um, Detlef Schrempf is the fourth coach. He's got the uh, G-Leaguers. 
TK, uh, you were live there, Jared Greenberg on Zoom, as we did this draft. I thought, look, I thought they did a pretty good job. It was really fun. It had good pace to it. Um, who's your favorite right now in the uh, little single elimination tourney here? I think Team Powell is going to win this in a walk. In a walk. Okay, okay. You like that? You like? I the mean, they got squad. Wemby to start with. That's Brandon big. Miller has been playing incredibly well. There's actually like a balanced team here. It looks like yeah. for Team Powell, they have every position covered. You look at Team Jalen, nobody on that team passes the ball. Yeah. They just lost Shaden Sharp as well. I guess he's going to be having a core injury surgery, so he right. won't even be playing. Uh, team Tamika, who knows? I just don't think they necessarily have the size to compete <laughs> uh, with Team Powell. And then I think uh, Team Detlef Schrempf is going to be struggling. I think yeah. they are going to yeah. probably go and. Three. <laughs> well, I guess it's all G leaguers. I mean, they should, right? Comparatively, I guess just zero and one though. Don't don't they just, one. I think they just don't you just play, yeah. and then if you lose, you're out. You don't have it's, uh, it's not a round round. It's not a it's not a toilet bowl situation. Who do you like in this? Definitely Team Pow. After I saw that drafting, you know, Wemby and, and Miller, fantastic yeah. up, up front. But then guys who work hard like Pojemski. Jaime Hawkes, you got a nice balance there. And then you got a shooter in Jabari Smith, Kaysen Wallace, Bilal Koulibaly as ball handlers. Bilal Balabali, um, he'll be good. They're stacked. The, uh, the most shocking thing from the live draft was Pau Gasol absolutely butchering Jaime Hawkes Jr.'s name. He went straight up Jamie, mm. and we couldn't believe it. Of yeah. all the coaches, we that thought Pal would nail this, the Spaniard. The guy is from Spain. Yeah, and he goes, and he dropped the straight Jamie. Jamie Jackets. Basically called him Jamie Jackets. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool nickname. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is sort of good. Uh, but I do like his team, too. I don't mind, oddly don't mind Tamika Catchings' team, but who knows who this. Hey, who knows? Tamika Catchings has Scoot Henderson on her team. This guy's a vet. When it comes to the Rising Stars format, this is third oh, year. Right, he's going right. to know, he's going to be able to talk to the locker room and like, hey, here's how it's going to go. <laughs> here's what we do. So I think they're a bit of an underdog. Um, but yeah, we, we were sort of nailing things. We, we thought Wemby would go one, Palo two, and then Chet three. And then we were calling Walker Kessler as the last pick. And he ultimately was too. In this type of format, you can see why. But he's going to give you some defense. And, and that'll be on Friday yeah. night. And he's blocking the sh- the snot out of shots right now. I know. Yes, he's, he is. Uh, yeah. Here's right. some uh, news from Shams. So far, we have an all number one overall pick team at the Skills Challenge. Minnesota's Anthony Edwards, Orlando's Paolo Banquero, and San Antonio's Victor Wembanyama. They do teams, right? So yes, yes. That's the team. So the Pacers are going to do a team as well. It's Matherin, it's Miles Turner, and it's Halliburton. Yeah. So we're waiting on one more team. One more team. <laughs> you guys want to go to Kumpos? They had a full team last year, right? Yeah, they didn't do too well. I, I, I think we don't need to do that again. <laughs> Holidays? There's three of them in the league still. That's true. <laughs> Give me some Plumleys. Oh, uh, a bunch the of Zellers the Tom, the are Plumleys. Uh, Tristan got suspended, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah. He's a muscular. What else can we do? Uh, and well, the, number two team, a team with number two picks. Oh, number two picks? Scoot? Uh, this could be great for the number well, one Brandon picks. Miller. Brandon Miller. Oh, Brandon Chad, Miller, yeah. And Jalen Green. There you go. Okay. <laughs> the number twos? They all, <laughs> the deuce boys? Yeah, they all come out holding a number two over their hands. Damn. As they all come out, these guys will hold a number one over their hands. That's good. That'd be amazing. Like That's how we start divvying up these teams, like where you were drafted. Oh, it's the number ones versus the number two. I don't know why, but there's something to that, maybe. All right. Uh, well, we'll wait to find out the third team here. I know people are getting upset with Shams. You know, you probably have your notifications on over the last couple of days. You're waiting on the big trades that he's going to break. And it's just a whole lot of sort of pointless all-star weekend participants. <laughs> and everyone's like, God damn it, Shams. Give us the goods, man. Where's DeJounte getting traded to? Uh, we got to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to look at some other players available at this deadline. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, 
has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, shout out to everybody joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second if you haven't. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. All right. How many hours until the actual trade deadline ends? A 27... 18 minutes. Okay. So it's right around the corner, guys. We are going to be live tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern as we make our way up to the buzzer and then past that. So that'll be fun. But we've talked a ton about DeJounte Murray, a ton about DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso, and before that, Zach Levine, before the injury. I thought it'd be fun to just throw out a couple other names that are on a lot of people's lists that could potentially be moved and uh, get your thoughts on where would be a good fit or maybe they stay put, whatever. First name, Tass, I know you love this guy. Quentin Grimes on the Knicks. His contract, by the way, two years, $6.7 million. That's remaining. He is restricted, though. Uh, the Athletics' Fred Katz recently put the Knicks' openness to moving Grimes to paper. So that makes him one of the more... Interesting players available on the market. He's only 23 years old. He had a really good last year. And then, you know, he's sort of fallen out of the rotation, right? He showed that he's a, a good young 3 and D guy. But there's just so many guys on the Knicks that, uh, you know, minutes have been squeezed a little bit here. Now, he had a, a, a wrist injury earlier in the year. He had an illness, too, so he missed some games. But... He's uh, still a solid player. Do you think uh, a team should be aggressive in trying to get someone like Quentin Grimes from the Knicks here? Yeah, if you want a great name, Quentin Grimes. What a name. I, he belongs on a show. Oh, I don't know. like uh, Walking you know. Dead? Sure. <laughs> isn't that his name, yeah. Grimes? <laughs> um, yeah, get him in. It's also a Canadian singer, isn't it? Grimes. Grimes. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> um, anyway, QG. It's very interesting. You want a 3 and D guy? perfect he only has one year after this year and he's on a rookie contract so it's extremely small i know there's a lot to talk of three and d guys around the league you know as we get closer to the trade deadline qg could be that guy for your team uh he's obviously solid that he's a little upset that he's got dropped from the rotation and they've went and acquired og who tom Thibodeau is going to play through the ground so he's going to play a ton of minutes so that's why Quentin Grimes has been inactive the, their last couple games, which is interesting. Um, I wonder what the Knicks want back because it's almost like they want nothing back. <laughs> and because you could just have this guy for extremely cheap for next year and just figure it out if you just keep him there. I mean, it's really nothing uh, at, at about six per um, in this in this age. He's, he's a draft pick in the 20s. So I wonder if they even do deal him. He just wants a bigger role. Apparently the Mavs, rumors, Mavs have wanted him. Um, the Mavs the are linked to no. everybody right now. They just want something new. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally anything. Yeah. yeah, they just want guys who play defense. Let Luka and Kyrie shoot yeah. every single time. Yeah, Grimes is eligible to sign an extension in the offseason, but if he doesn't, he would then enter a restricted free agency. Uh, Grimes, what do you think? Is this a guy that could potentially be moved here in the next 27 hours? Yeah, I would think so, just because he seems like he is not an essential part of the Knicks rotation in the backcourt. Uh, apparently, they want to move Evan Fournier as well, another guy that doesn't ever really play for them. Mm -hmm. But Grimes is out right now as well with a sprained right knee. He probably doesn't return all that much since his salary is so low as well. But like Tass said, the Mavs were kind of chasing after him. The Hawks apparently are a team that was interested as well. So I imagine some team will take a chance on him as like a bench defender and yeah. can hit a shot if he's open a counter to maybe them not moving him at the deadline is the Knicks waiting to see if a potential star hits like the market in the offseason because if that were to happen you could see a player like Grimes being involved in that sort of deal where he's like the the young prospect that would go to the team where the star is coming he's like that kind of like young valuable type of guard that uh, most front offices would want so maybe yeah maybe they hold on to him here in the next couple hours all right next name P.J. Washington, 
the Chevy tracks of the NBA. Uh, his contract remaining here, we're talking three years, $46.5 million. Sam Vecini wrote, This hasn't been Washington's best season as he struggled to shoot from three and has seen his role reduced as the team reintegrated Miles Bridges and, of course, drafted Brandon Miller, who's popping off here. Generally, Washington's role has felt a bit unsettled. And uh, I think the latest, TK, is the Mavs have sort of circled <laughs> P.J. Washington <laughs> yeah, as a maybe. guy that uh, you know maybe could help their team. What do you think? I think he's a great guy to talk yourself into being good. Uh, we've seen earlier in his career when he was like a 38 39% three-point shooter, it seems like he should be able to play small ball five just because he's kind of tough inside, but he's still... Not a tall four, I would say. Uh, uh, he's uh, just a mid-sized. Uh, <laughs> oh, like the Chevy tracks. <laughs> exactly. He really is a Chevy tracks. Uh, but he would. I think he can help some teams. And Charlotte would be fine trading him. I think you know yeah. they've got enough uh, young guys that they want to take those places. So yeah, Dallas makes sense just because they clearly want to upgrade in some sort of way. And I wonder if maybe the Warriors are interested in uh, moving off the Andrew Wiggins contract bringing in P.J. Washington. I don't necessarily know if that's an upgrade or if they would want to have to attach a pick to Wiggins to make it happen. Uh, but P.J. Washington's definitely a guy that people are going to be interested in. Yep. It finally feels like the year that P.J. Washington gets moved. Because he's talking about every single every single trade deadline recently because he makes such a small amount, which is a, also a descending yeah. NBA contract every single year for the next three years. And as the salary cap goes the absolute opposite way once they sign this TV deal. It's not going to be all that much to have a guy who's capable of hitting threes for 16, 15, 14 mil. Charlotte is just so interesting because there's so many guys on that team that could be taken. Like Gordon Hayward in his last year, that makes sense. P.J. Washington, that makes sense. Kyle Lowry is there because he was just <laughs> traded for Terry Rozier. That makes sense. A lot of movement, a lot of movement, and especially P.J. Washington, especially with Brandon Miller playing the way he is. He's stealing his minutes, and that's fine. Yeah. Ah. Washington has had some, like, massive offensive, like, outbursts. The guy can catch fire in some of these games, and you said it, Trey. You can sort of play him small ball center at times in a pinch, maybe. Uh, he's good. He's not great. Again, he's the Chevy tracks, but uh, I think they'd be wise. If they could get any sort of, like, draft capital or a young prospect to the right team, I think the Hornets should do that. And I think another team, if it wasn't giving up a whole lot, I think he's a good player to to be like your you know, fifth or sixth or seventh best player on your team. I think he's really good. I'd like to see him on a good team if I'm being honest. So PJ yeah. Washington. Let's see it. Possible Let's guy. see the Chevy tracks move. And since Charlotte is so close, <laughs> you want to see the Chevy tracks move? Yeah. Well, Let's go I want outside. To... Jump in. Yeah, exactly. We'll go take pick around him up. the block. Go, go pick him pick up. He's <laughs> like three and a half hours ever. away. Yeah, exactly. Charlotte's three and a half from here. Yeah. Well, you haven't driven a Chevy Trax. It doesn't have uh, quite the speed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next name here. Uh, It's a guy we've talked about a little bit, but uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Hawks. Kaka. Four years, 68 million. That's the the current contract here. Team option in the last year. Vecini wrote, Bogey has a history of stepping up in big moments. He posted a 62 true shooting percentage while averaging 13.7 points in 26 minutes per game in the Hawks' last two postseason appearances. He made the All-FIBA World Cup team in 2019 and 23. He won multiple finals MVP awards in Europe before coming to the NBA. So, he did, you know, he plays better in the postseason and obviously in these international tournaments. But um, should a team be looking to get the, the sharpshooter in Bogdanovich, who has hit like something like 39% basically of his career threes? Uh, if you could trade for FIBA Bogdanovich, you're getting one of the best players in the <laughs> yeah, entire league. Yeah. Uh, NBA Bogdanovich is pretty good, but I kind of think he's going to stay here in Atlanta. I think he's just a better fit alongside Trey Young. He's such a good catch-and-shoot player, can handle if the floor gets bent on the other side of the court as well. He's also on a pretty good deal, four years, $68 million. That's quality for a player of his caliber and... He's, what, 31 years old at this point, so you're not getting the youngest guy. No. Uh, he could put a team over the top, absolutely, but I think he's going to remain a Hawk. Absolutely. I do think he's going to remain a Hawk because the contract that he signed in the middle of last year, they signed him an extension, and it's not big at all. It's another declining yeah. contract. It gets cheaper and cheaper as the salary cap goes up and up and up and up. And he's 31. I think there were lots of teams that thought, hmm, this guy could be good. Remember the Milwaukee Bucks thought they were getting him. <laughs> but we're, here we are in his 30s. We know what he is. Yeah. He, is, he isn't the World Cup, the Serbian guy that we watched play for Serbia, was, who was awesome. Just because those games are just 
they're single games. The season is much, much longer. Um, and he's he's not the, quite the defender that he was in FIBA. He was in, in the World Cup this past summer. He was awesome. So I think with the Hawks who signed him to this deal, the Landry Fields and Kyle Korver front office that they have here, I think they're just going to keep him around. Why not? That's It feels like nothing. It sounds dumb saying $17 million is nothing because that's a lot of money. But for an NBA player... It's nothing. It really is nothing for a guy who can come off and, and shoot so well like that guy does. He averages I mean, about 17 points per game off the bench for the Hawks, and he's in the running, I guess. I don't think he'll win the award, but for sixth man of the year, he'll be uh, getting some votes. But, um, yeah, and I'm sort of with you guys at this point. I, the Hawks, you know, classic them, like – stringing together these victories as we got closer to the deadline you start to see the resemblance of a team again don't worry it'll be gone next week because uh, that's what they do but yeah they'll probably keep them around here all right next one's kyle kuzma biggest contract here on the <laughs> yeah, list baby. four years 90 million uh vicini kuzma is a bit underrated that's what vicini thinks he's a capable shooter and shot creator from the wing who is a miscast as a number one option in washington but he could be a strong number three or number four option for a good team while his defense and the rest of the Wizards has not been up to par this season. He did prove during his past Lakers tenure that he can lock in when necessary on the defensive side of the floor. So Kyle Kuzma here. I mean, again, this is the biggest contract. That's a little more than, you know, average starter money for, for mm-hmm. a guy like Kuzma. But the Mavs, once again, linked to him. A couple other teams, I mean, Kings yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Kuzma, you, moves the needle for you or no? He needs to be on a complimentary team he needs to be on a team where he's the complimentary guy rather than the number one guy because then he can focus on defense bubble kuzma on those lakers was getting locked down he was getting into that squat and being a really really helpful defensive player but here where he shoots the ball every single time it changes uh and yeah 21 points and four assists even though the three balls not going all that down going down all that well it just proves he needs to be a little bit more of a complimentary guy um so the numbers, I hate getting into these numbers, but he's making 25 this year. Then it goes down and down, down 23, 21, and 19 the next three years. Again, smartly signed by the Washington Wizards during this offseason, knowing that, all right, we'll get him here so we can turn him into an asset probably one day. Right. Uh, he'll look good uh, as the salary cap goes down on a complimentary team, the Mavs. Oh, man, we're going to mention him every <laughs> single time, but makes sense. He makes sense there. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see Kuzma playing on a competitive team again. He was basically a role guy when he was on the Lakers, you know, a sixth, seventh man, uh, 20-something minutes a game. Looked perfect there. Gets to stretch his legs a little bit in Washington, take all the big shots for him for a couple of seasons. And then they signed him to a deal, like Tess is saying, basically to keep him in trade rumors. And we're going to just keep seeing him in trade rumors because I think his deal gets more and more attractive as it goes on, as the numbers go down. you got to have a team that's really desperate right now to pay up like a couple of first-round picks and then also match the salary on Kuzma, which means maybe it's the Mavs. (laughs) You know, he would help them, I think. But I don't know if they're going to have enough to get the Wizards to make a move because... It's the same position he was in last year. He was an expiring contract at that time, so maybe people didn't want to trade for a rental. Now you got a little bit more certainty down the line, but they couldn't get what they were looking for last year. They couldn't get what they were looking for over the summer with sign-and-trade stuff, so I don't know if this is going to be different. This trade deadline, but mm. I look forward to talking about Kyle Kuzma the next three trade deadlines. I was going to say, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. They're, they should be patient. Like If they're offered a deal that they can't refuse, probably multiple first-round picks, maybe a young prospect, obviously money to make it work then yeah but if it's like what i assume is like yeah we'll give you like this you know obviously salary filler here that you know maybe is an expiring deal and then here's maybe one pick at the end of the first round like they should they should be patient and we will be doing kyle kuzma in trade talks every summer and every deadline here until he's actually moved uh final name here we go north of the border to toronto bruce brown jr He's a junior. That always surprises me. I know there's a lot of juniors in the league. I can never figure out why some stick with some guys and some don't. Uh, but uh, Yeah, you, you threw me for a loop there, calling him Bruce Brown. I totally forgotten about that. Uh, but he's just Bruce Brown to us. Uh, contracts two years, $45 million, right? Next year, though, that's a team option. Uh, Sam wrote, much like Alex Caruso, Brown is the type of kind of player who holds much more value to a contender than he does a rebuilding team. Terrific defender at six foot four. Real length. He flies around the court, provides a little toughness on offense. He moves the ball. He's not bad. Sort of makes the right <laughs> reads. Bruce Brown, we have talked about before, and it felt like we think he will 
be moved here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Masai almost came out and said as much, I thought, when he was talking to the press after the Quickly and Barrett deals but and Siakam deals. But uh, what do you think? I think it's a lock that he gets moved. And I think he would be a good fit in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mainly. So Dallas has to trade for one of these guys. Yeah. If you're over 6'3", you're going to the Mavs. Yeah, yeah. And if your nickname is Cowboy Bruce. <laughs> perfect. It's Texas, baby. Uh, he likes wearing that cowboy hat. Into those games, into every single game, Cowboy Bruce. Um, you know, he is a complimentary player. Yeah. The Raps ain't winning uh, right now. They've had going through a lot of injuries, and they're trying to get everybody acclimated. It would make sense to move on from him at some point. They could still put him into contract next year because they have that team option. But I don't think they want to go into next year with Bruce Brown, to be honest, because they want to sign Manuel quickly to a bunch of money, and they want to be looking elsewhere, actually, in free agency because they've traded away Pascal Siakam and OG. So I think that makes a little bit more sense than keeping Bruce Brown around, who's great on a really good team, but the Raptors, unfortunately, are not that team. The time to trade him is now. And Masai, like you're saying, after, uh, I think it was the OG trade, said we will definitely be active uh, at the trade deadline, which is now uh, 27 hours and three minutes away. Uh, So, yeah, Bruce Brown seems like a guy that contenders are going to want because we saw how valuable he was to Denver last season. He hasn't had the same impact away from Jokic, in his career, so I would say that's probably a concern some teams have, uh, but it makes sense for the Raptors to try and get a pickback since they weren't getting a bunch of future draft capital for OG or for Siakam. This would be a way for them to yeah. dip their toes in those waters as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so those are a few names, again, that we uh, maybe haven't talked about as much. Is there anyone else uh, I'm missing from your list that you think could be moved here? Well, I know he's not the sexiest name, but because we went through Kyle Kuzma and what he can go for, his teammate, Tyus Jones, is damn good. He deserves to be traded to a, a, a team that can win now. He's just really, really good at, at the point guard spot. So it's that team that needs any sort of guard. Right. Tyus Jones has got to go to one. It just makes sense. He's obviously not an overwhelmingly incredible player, but he's still in his prime. He's really good. And uh, I think I think they move on just because they do have Poole. They do have Bilal Koulibaly. I would guess. Yeah, the slop is dry right now. I mean, what's going to be the biggest name move tomorrow? Is it Tyus Jones? Is it Dorian Finney-Smith? You're never going to believe this, Skeets. Mavs are interested. Oh. (laughs) Right back. Fascinating. If the Mavs don't make a move, I'll be very upset. (laughs) Dallas Finney-Smith. Yeah, they they are going to make a move, I assume. We are going to have so many deals tomorrow that it's like player who's okay yeah he's fine moved for uh two second round picks and get your delon right takes yeah ready. exactly oh yeah that's a lot of guy on the wizards minor moves that we're gonna pretend are much more important than they are <laughs> but that's what we gotta do malcolm brogdon is he on the move he wants to stay in portland he, he wants it. to stay in portland and it <laughs> seems like they want him to stay in portland and i guess sharp just went down so yeah. more minutes to be had and it's not the worst thing in the world to keep vets around and help your young right. guys learn how to play. Right. All right, well, let's take one more break. When we come back, tweet of the night. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, 
it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Great comment from Anonymous Andy here in the stream team. We went from Slopify to the Shopify <laughs> ad read. Slopify is great. <laughs> like, I mean, we only got uh, 26 hours and 59 minutes to figure it out, but an entire Slopify-based uh, <laughs> trade deadline spectacular? That's, That's the, the sound, sound of another <laughs> deal on Slopify. <laughs> oh, man, this is too good. Man, I wish we thought of this uh, a few days prior, but I love it. All right, let's get to uh, Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. We are going to the Super Bowl, baby. Whoa. You know, every player's doing media. That's what they have to do. Patrick Holmes, Kansas City Chiefs QB, was asked this question. What is your best Kermit the Frog impression? <laughs> they asked it, him that. It's good. It's good. Here's his answer right here. I'm talking right now. That's it. <laughs> that's, his, that's his answer because he sounds like Kermit the Frog. That's perfect stuff. Can we hear it? Can we do it one more time, Ash? Do you mind, do you mind pull it back? It just sounds so good. It's so accurate. I'm talking right now. That's it. <laughs> He's throaty. He's froggy. Uh, it's good. Wow. You, you think he'd be doing an impression, but that's just how he talks. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he hated a question. I mean, that's. Like, I can't believe, some, I can't I can't believe somebody asked him that, man. That's. Yeah. Okay. He's got to ask answer a lot of questions as well. Okay. Um, You're a little throaty at times. Can you give us a little uh, Kermit? No, I haven't been able to do it in a while. No. Oh. I mean, yes. There's three or Kermit four days. Kermit the Frog here. Oh, Jerome's got a Jerome, good one. You got a good one over here. Kermit. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a little higher. Yeah, but he's—I mean, that's that's Kermit amazing. Def- yeah, Yo, ooh, that didn't sound that bad. <laughs> Kermit the Frog's gonna pass it this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it in uh, a long time. It sounded a little bit like your popcorn peanuts. Patrick Mahomes is the best one. Oh, the best. He's the best. Hey, who you got winning the big game? Who you got winning the big game? With Kelsey and Mahomes. <laughs> oh, and Taylor. Yeah, Taylor's gonna be there. Apparently, she's gonna be able to fly from her tour in Tokyo. That's the thing. Is she going to get there? Oh, She's performing in Tokyo oh, the day man. before. Gotta know. I got to know. Okay. Uh, who's taking uh, San Fran? Now. San Fran, apparently, they don't like the, the uh, field that they're practicing on. Oh, so oh really, that's... Really soft. I, I soft saw... sods. Didn't they, like, bring in a new field? Yeah. To Las Vegas? They're like, this one is not good. We're bringing in an L.A. field. A UNLV, oh, to, yeah. to the actual yeah. stadium. Mm. Okay. Oh, okay. They did that at UNLV, too. Maybe they're doing it in the field as well. Where are they playing the Super Bowl? I haven't even... Checked. In, in Wherever fact, the Raiders play. Yeah, the, oh, the, the, the Allegiant Allegiant, yeah. Yeah, Allegiant Stadium. The Al- one that looks Al-G. super futur- futuristic. Mm, right. It's just off I the just strip, for, I, yeah, yeah. forgot there was a football stadium. If you drive in there, there's a stadium, there's a stadium, there's another stadium, there's a stadium, there's a stadium. Oh, yeah. They're getting a baseball stadium, too, right? They're getting a baseball stadium. That's what's happening. Holy cow. They're playing on the floor of uh, Paris Casino. <laughs> so it's going to look like it's nighttime. <laughs> yeah, well, it's blue sky. <laughs> yeah, it's blue sky. The opposite. <laughs> what a dump. Uh, the Luxor. That's where the media staying. Looks like a giant Dorito. Looks like a big old chip. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'd love to slide down that Luxor, man. Are you taking the Chiefs? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Mahomes the goat, man. Yeah, so I know. Good. There's a lot of. Chi- like, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You don't want to bet against him, but I sort of want to swerve. Take Brock Purdy, man. He's a t- he, he manages the game. They tell me, <laughs> just a great manager of time. <laughs> hey, that's important, man. You got to manage the time out there. Give me Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, I, don't yeah, yeah. I don't think so. He go. <laughs> Give me uh, Braun Breaker. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, 
Niners are favorites? Is that right? Uh, it's really tight. It was like one, one and, and a half, half maybe. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, they just want you to bet on the Chiefs at that line, don't they? It's like, look at this, dangling that carrot in front of you. Dangling it. Sunday Super Bowl. Let's hear who you got. We'll get a poll up. Uh, Tomorrow, though, we plan on being here at 10 a.m. Eastern in the morning. We'll have your daily show. And then again, 2 o'clock, trade deadline special. 2 to 4. Maybe longer if we have a bunch of trades to actually break down. So that uh, that is up. Just make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> that looked crazy. Huh? You can see your hand through Kyle Kuzma's ah. stomach. Yeah, that crap. <laughs> and somebody's uh, eyes. Just, somebody, yeah. Go back. Go back to it. Yeah, just because of the way it's like. Oh, no. It's better now. It's yeah, we didn't have a We didn't have a filter on district oh, or something I see. like that. The dark part of Kuzma's jersey was see-through. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see <laughs> that. That looked awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll call it there. Uh, join us tomorrow for a couple of shows. Uh, until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, here February 7th, apparently this is the latest that the Clippers have been in first place in the history of their franchise. Because mm, I guess they are technically win percentage in first place. They are technically in first yeah. place. Wow. We're going back to Buffalo Braves Damn. teams that they they used to be the Buffalo Braves. Yeah. Wow. They're doing it. They're doing it this year. Way to go. I hope the Clipper bro is happy. Yeah. 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 I'll be stuck with the team after <laughs> being ejected drinking pop off. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, man. You think he'll go to the new uh, stadium take a dump? <laughs> Oh, I would love that. Uh, <laughs> Basically, I'm a charismatic guy. I'm a charismatic guy.